How can you stop being a victim to the plight of procrastination and start getting stuff done? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Welcome back to your weekly dose of Stop Procrastinating Learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you? Well, infinitely more importantly, are a driven entrepreneur, a business owner, or hoping to be one very soon. Either way, you are here because you want to start, restart, kickstart, or just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it truly deserves to be. Big Eps, oh, oh, wait a minute, I know, I know. You're expecting Luis Diaz today. Now, sorry, today you get your humble host sharing about the plight of procrastination. Uh, I know you were expecting Luis Diaz, but alas, there were some technical difficulties with this interview. Uh, we're currently working through those. Uh, basically, what it was is as it was recorded, you could hear me really well, but Luis's side of the, uh, the recording was about half volume. So rather than you having to turn the volume up and down and up and down, I'm going to be going through and editing that and it was going to take some time and I wanted to make sure to get my episodes out to you in a timely fashion and not procrastinate it. So in the meantime, you get to listen to me talk about that plight of procrastination. And as per usual, (laughs) the Dark Horse Corrals are still going to be chock full of business, marketing, and personal G-O-L-D dripping from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. So, as we were talking about that plight of procrastination, you know, here's the, here's the interesting aspect for me. I mean, are we living in fast times? Not fast times at Ridgemont High, but we're living in these fast moving times. Now, I know it's 2020 and there's been some crazy events at the time of this recording. You know, all kinds of things have been happening, right? Schools and businesses have been shut down. The pandemic has just kind of caused all kinds of craziness. But at the same time, how much faster are we able to get things done nowadays? How much faster is information able to get to us and get out? I mean, think about it. Computers, iPhones software as a service, and so many marvels of modern technology have enabled us or are enabling us to accomplish many more things in far less time than we could have imagined, oh, I don't know, two, four, 10, 15 years ago. And with all that ability to accomplish more in less time, it's all sitting there at our fingertips. Why are so many putting off the responsibilities, right? Or, or even putting off their dreams. Why do they put off accomplishing the tasks that will, uh, you know, launch their career or enhance their relationship or build up their self-esteem and, and take their business to new heights? Why do they continue to endure the pain of wondering, well, what if? So I want to spend the next few minutes together kind of answering some of those questions as well as sharing some steps on how that you can take to avoid becoming or remaining at the mercy of the plight of procrastination. Now, I think as we get into this, fear seems to top the list um, as we try to answer the questions of why. 
Um, I read a quote um, reading the the Now Habit, who the author was Neil Thor, and the quote was, "The main reason people procrastinate is fear." I mean, there it is, right there. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. No, I mean, so many procrastinators fear that they will not accomplish what they're setting out to do. They fear that they do not have the necessary talent or the needed tools at their disposal to complete the task. They fear that they're going to look stupid or foolish or even amateurish in the eyes of their peers. Most of them, get this, most of them, perhaps even you, would rather be looked at as lazy or lacking in effort rather than make, you know, constant timely attempts and risk at faltering of those attempts and seem like they were lacking in ability. Let's think about that for a second. They'd rather seem lazy than unable. For example, let's think about all the students we can think of, right? Go as we've gone through any of our schools in our past, be it, you know, elementary, high, college, right? So many of them would, would rather make the, the, uh, the claim of failure being, well, I didn't study to the test of last night and then I jammed, you know, all my studying into a few hours rather than taking on the ownership, right, of, yeah, I could have gotten a tutor and I could have applied my time by hitting the books more regularly and more consistently through the semester. See, the thing is, if they say, well, I didn't study until last night and I didn't have enough time, blah, 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 someone would say, okay, well, you didn't study. Well, someone also could say, well, you've had the whole semester to study, right? So if they'd have taken on that time, right, but they feared failing. I think number two probably is going to be perfectionism. Perfectionism ranks high on the procrastination list. So many believe that they have to create that that perfect essay if we talk about school, that perfect presentation, or that perfect business model, right? In this push per, for perfection, they put off even getting started, right? They're all like, well, I need to get all the things lined up. The universe and the moon and the stars and Jupiter and Pluto all have to be in alignment. Yeah. It's not going to happen, right? And then insecurity plays into this as well. See, they do, those that do their best because they have this true inner desire to win or to succeed, yeah, they tend not to procrastinate. However, those that think they must be perfect, and usually they, they have this vision of perfection because they want to gain the acceptance of those around them, right? Those kind of folks, they often put off those important tasks because it's not so much about their desire, it's about what everyone thinks of them. See, this belief that you must do something perfectly from the onset will cause you stress. And then you'll associate this stress with the task. And then you tend to avoid the task to avoid the stress. Eventually, there'll be, there won't be enough time for you to complete the task perfectly. And then you'll let yourself off the hook. For then, you'll be telling yourself, well, if I only had enough time, I would fill in the blank, right? I think next on our list is beliefs. See, beliefs at times will also be the root cause of procrastination. If you think about it, beliefs could be a laundry list. They could be things like, I work better under pressure. Yeah, probably not. Uh, or like, I don't have the knowledge or the skills or the tools to accomplish the task. Or this task is such a mammoth undertaking. Am I really up for it? See, all of these have the potential to cause procrastination. In addition, 
these choice-stealing beliefs, um, anything that's along the, the lines of I must, you know, fill in the blank here, all those kind of beliefs, those are what can help you push off tasks because you're going to be feeling this resentment. Why? Because I must beliefs take choice away from you. So you'll be pushing them off because you resent not having a choice. So the question I would ask you to ask yourself at this moment is, what thoughts or beliefs are keeping you from your important task? Or what thoughts or beliefs kept you from your important task the last time you fell victim to the plight of procrastination? You're now listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, all right, enough of the woe is me stuff, right? Here's the thing. Action. Action is the first step to overcoming this plight of procrastination. Now, while that may sound simple, anyone who's fallen victim to procrastination will attest it's way easier said than done. So let's take a look at some of the solutions that I think will empower you and help you fend off procrastination, uh, enabling you to reach your goals far faster. Okay, so I think my first and most important recommendation for you is to set goals. Ah, I know, I know we've heard this, but here's the thing. Real goal setting will do wonders for every symptom that makes us sick with procrastination. Sitting down and seriously setting out goals for your desires, your business, your career, your family and social life, yeah, it's going to reap some amazing results. Oh, if you follow through. And trust me when I say the follow through will become much easier if you've really laid out the goals in all the areas of your life. So step one to overcoming the plight of procrastination is to lean in and become a goal setter. Using a goal setting process is, is so cool. It's so important. And I think using a goal setting process to address any or all of the fears as well, right? So if your fear resides in the area of, say, knowledge, right? I don't have the knowledge, like I said earlier, uh, to go do this, this task or complete this job. Well, then set a goal to seek out the knowledge that you need. And if time is an issue in the sense of, you know, you don't have the time to get the knowledge, say, via conventional means, I don't have the time to go to a class to learn to do that. Well, then find a resource in your circle or outside your circle that already has the knowledge you need and get it from them. Here's the thing. You'll be really surprised at how many people out there would love to share their hard-earned knowledge. And quite often when you ask, you'd be amazed at how flattered they are by the request. All right. The next one is going to talk about, oh, let's talk a little bit about mindset. Um, I want you to try and avoid statements like, I must or I have to. You see, these I must and have and I have to style of assertions affects your outlook and, and your mood. It, it kind of shifts you into this mood of not having a choice. And that remember I mentioned earlier that that style of not having a choice feeling is start gonna start getting you feeling resentment towards not having a choice. Here's the thing. You have control over your life and your control over your life really starts with what you think on an ongoing basis. It's just like the, the, the saying says, the saying goes, right? You're not what you think you are, but what you think you are. Let that, let that settle in for a minute. You're not what you think you are, but what you think you are. You see, you have to recognize that you do have a choice. This realization will enable you to move from I must to I want to. Now, Look, uh, don't get me wrong. I know there are situations out there where your, your choice doesn't really seem to be yours. But if you think it through, the choice is ultimately yours. Here's an example, right? You don't 
have to continue spending money to market your product. You have a choice. You have a choice not to spend that money to market your product. However, making that choice could seriously cramp the growth of your business that you want, right? All right, and it's going to impact your revenue. So your choice is, I want more revenue, then you're going to have to market that product. Now you got to figure out a way to do it, right? So the choice is ultimately yours. You may not like the choice, but it is ultimately yours. All right, here's one for my perfectionist friends. Allow yourself permission to do a 50% solution first. I know, I know, your urge is to do it 100% right on the first try, but that is going to be your biggest challenge. See, during uh, the goal-setting strategy that I like to teach, uh, you take your big goal, whatever it is, and you break it down into smaller sub-goals, and you can break those down, depending on their size, into even smaller goals until you get down to these steps, right? Now these bite-sized steps that you can take. So I encourage you to make your quick and dirty solution one of those sub-goals or one of those steps. So let's go into an example, right? So if you're talking about the goal of cleaning the, having a clean garage, right? Well, then perhaps your quick and dirty solution could be getting rid of all the trash in the garage. Surely, I get it. It doesn't constitute a 100% solution of the clean garage, but it also serves as a stepping stone of the level of perfection that you're striving to achieve. If you break down your overall goal, in this case, cleaning the garage, into smaller sub-goals like get all the trash out, then organize the garden tools, then straighten out the shelves, then dust, then sweep the floors, then paint the walls step by step by step, etc., etc., then your perfectionist urge can actually be of assistance if you apply it to each one of the smaller sub-goals appropriately in order to accomplish the overall cleaning of the garage. Woo! Next thing you know, you're going to have this immaculate garage. But you have to remember, here's the thing. You're only human, and an imperfect job completed today is far superior to the perfect job postponed indefinitely. And here's the thing, you can always go back and revise it and make it better once it's started. Now, the last tip I want to leave you here with, leave you here with, that's good speaking, isn't it? The last tip I want to leave you with is probably the quickest one and something you can actually put into action today. Let's call this the 30-minute plan. Select a piece of work that you want to commit 30 minutes to, right? Some task, something you know that you need to get done. Next, choose a reward for yourself. Now, this is a reward that you'll claim once you've worked that task for the allotted 30 minutes. Once you've put in that effort, no matter what you accomplish inside that 30 minutes, that reward is yours as long as you put in the effort during that 30 minutes. Now, the reward you choose... Yep, that's completely up to you. And it's your preferences. For me, it could be, you know, playing the drums, right? Or go play my favorite game on, you know, my PS4. Or rewarding myself by watching a movie or watching my favorite uh, program on television. Whatever motivates you, the reward has to be meaningful to you. The idea is to shift your focus from the displeasure of doing the task to the pleasure of the reward. The idea here is if that reward is worthy, you will be able to endure a mere 30 minutes of real effort in order to reach it. Now, what will happen most of the time is once you sit down to put in that 30 minutes, you'll work 35, 45, 60, perhaps even more without even giving it a second thought. You'll actually get so involved in the task 
even if it's a difficult one, that you will want to keep working on it. The next thing you know, an hour or more has passed and you've actually accomplished something, right? It's, oh, man, this is awesome, getting it done. All the while, that reward you identified, yep, it was sitting over there on the side waiting for you to claim it after your first 30 minutes. However, what has happened is once you sat down and began working on the task, your focus shift, right? It went from that fear and that worry and the fret of the task to focus on actually completing the piece of work altogether. And you just wanted to work for 30 minutes, right? Once you decided to stop working, claim your reward. Now, that's if you've put in the 30 minutes, right? And I know you've put in the 30 minutes because you're, you're a committed person. That's why you listen to shows like this. Then, now, you've put in that 30 minutes. Go ahead, claim your reward. Enjoy the reward. You earned it. Then, sit down and quickly schedule your next 30-minute block of time. Doesn't even need to be the same day, right? Schedule your next 30-minute block of time. Set that next reward for that block. And you'll begin to associate more pleasure with the task. You'll begin to, uh, like I said, you'll begin to associate more pleasure with the task and its completion. And it could be just because you realize those rewards are there, but you're beginning to you know, build that positive association with getting those things done. All right, so there you have a few reasons for procrastination and a few tactics for fighting that plight of procrastination. I would really encourage you to go through a goal-setting process, right? Then combine those goals and those sub-goals and those final small action tasks with a 30-minute plan. See, with that, you'll begin to move yourself quickly along the road to reach your goals, even if it is a half hour at a time. All right, my Dark Horse fam. What ideas of inspirations and thoughts resonated with you today? Hmm? Whatever they were, really take some time and put them into action. If you're fighting that plight of procrastination, take some of those tips and try it. Try the 30-minute plan. Try setting some goals and some sub-goals. But go out there, run your race, get your results, and let me hear about them. Seriously, email me. Tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Share the tips and ideas that you came away with, how you put them into action, and what results you gained from them. I'm going to be building that prize pool like I keep telling you about. If you email me and I read it on the show, you win. Okay, now seriously, this time for sure, <laughs> our next guest, Luis Diaz, is going to share some podcasting gold. So if you even consider doing a podcast, or if you're in the process of getting yours up and running, you're definitely going to want to listen to this episode. And as I know for sure, you're going to want to keep getting all these valuable tips and these inspirational stories from my guests on this podcast. So please go on down there, hit that subscribe button. While you're there, drop us a five-star rating, write us a quick review and don't keep all this entrepreneurial g-o-l-d all to yourself share this podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know will get value from it and with that i'm going to leave you as i always do think successfully and take action thank you for listening to the dark horse entrepreneur podcast thanks for tuning in Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.